Maria, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, joining us today and uh, looking forward to sharing with you some teaching that I found helpful, helpful personally. Um, hopefully what I share and the, some of the visuals will, will give you a, a little bit better uh, understanding of how we can uh, at least understand how God works in our lives, how we can live out our lives with what I'm going to call authentic spirituality. Um, I think this will tie in nicely with the series that Joel's been doing on taking a stand. And I want to start by just sharing a verse from Proverbs chapter 18 goes like this. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. That's from Proverbs uh, chapter 8, verses 1 to 2. And I, I, I love those verses because it incorporates some of the things that, that I'm going to be sharing with you today. One uh, that we can live lives that are uh, guided by wisdom, but the wisdom that God gives, the wisdom that comes from his point of view, from his perspective. And it allows us to bring all those paths of our lives together, all the components of our lives together, so that we can actually take a stand. And so I'm going to start by just sharing a little story from when I was a young man. Um, I remember as I became... Um, just aware of God's call on my life, of God wanting me, uh, having having something in mind for me as a as a person. Uh, I, went, I remember going to uh, our pastor at that time, and I had been wrestling with, well, what's God's will for my life? And I don't know if you've ever asked that question, but maybe you have. Maybe you've been afraid to ask that question because uh, there's a little bit of uh, uncertainty when we put that question out. There. But I went to him and. I remember sitting across his desk and uh, from from him and just sharing some of the things that were going on in my life and just saying, you know, I'm really struggling to understand God's will for my life. And he uh, he looked straight at me with a bit of a serious look on his face. And then he said to me, well, what do you like to do? And then he had this big smile on his face. And I have to admit that I had actually never, it had never occurred to me to think of, in terms of, well, what do I like to do? That God would actually want me to be and do things that I like. Uh, I grew up in a tradition where it seemed like knowing God's will, understanding God's will for my life was something that required um, me to do something unpleasant, something I didn't like. And so that was a bit of a revelation for me. And, uh, you know, so from that point on, I began to think, well, yeah, maybe God does have something in mind for me that actually fits, that actually is enjoyable, that actually brings joy. And so I want to share with you today um, a way of understanding how do we live out this life we call Christian? How do we live out our lives as apprentices to Jesus, disciples of Jesus? And I'm going to do that by uh, hopefully giving you an, a visual that will help you uh, put these pieces together. But I'll start with this. We when we talk about living our lives authentically, I'm going to share three, uh, three elements with you. One is understanding uh, vision. 
the other is voice, and the other is values. So three V's. So the first one is uh, having a compelling vision. Uh, and I'm going to unpack that a little bit more in a few moments. But um, something that gets us up in the morning, something that, that moves us, something that causes us to get up early and stay up late that we're, that we're engaged in and we're passionate about. The second V is about voices. Uh, what voices are we listening to? And are we listening to that one voice that we need to be listening to? And the third one, the third V is about values. And all three of those, about unchanging values, all three of those Vs, um, when you bring those together, bring a completeness to life. But there's one element missing that we're gonna end up, end our study uh, today on, and that is that all three of these Vs have to function in an environment of humility. <clears throat> and so I'm gonna start here by talking about vision. And it's something we hear a fair amount of, uh, you know, in today's circles, people having vision for their life, have a vision for that, maybe you have a vision for something you want to do. But this is a little bit of a different conversation because I want us to grasp the fact that as followers of Jesus, we're called to engage in God's vision, God's vision for uh, this world, his redemptive mission of, of redeeming and transforming this world. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to illustrate this understanding of vision using some uh, little props here. And you may, have, you may have some bowls like this in your, in your cupboard, but this is the big bowl. And I'm gonna, we're going to call this God's vision. And so here's, here's the thing. We need to understand that God actually has a plan. God has a vision for this world. And that when we, when we come to Jesus, not only do we gain forgiveness and acceptance and for, for who we've been, but God redeems and he calls us to participate in his kingdom. And so the first bowl, the first part of this vision, idea of vision is, uh, is, this, is God's vision. What does he intend? And, and so all of that is, or sorry, that, that uh, is pretty expansive. One of the things that's helped me understand this is that God actually had a vision for this world before I was born. He's got his, the work of, of, of his uh, vision for this world will go on after I'm long gone. And it is so expansive that I cannot achieve it without partnering with others, without participating. And so this, this big bowl of God's vision is, is really the foundation. When we move from simply our own agenda, our own ideas of life, and we begin to align ourselves with God's ideas for life, then that be begins to bring, bring perspective for us. The second piece to this nesting bowls uh, illustration is not just simply what's God called me to do. So if you see here, I've got, I've got one big bowl. The second bowl is my purpose. My purpose. What, what, was, I, what was I born for? What was I made to do? Who, who, how has God wired me to um, do everything that he's called me to do? And so that's kind of my, my DNA. Uh, what makes me tick? What, makes, what, 
what makes me hungry to do things, what, what's exciting for me. And so that's a, that's a lifelong process of understanding and learning and growing. But as I, be, as I begin to understand who God has made me to be, then I can begin to understand how do I fit into God's vision for this world? What has he called me to do? What has he called me to participate in? And so that second bowl, let me, let me show you something here. It doesn't fit, does it? It only works this way. And I had this moment in life where I realized that fitting, trying to fit God into my life was, was a pointless exercise. I have to actually fit into God's life. I have to actually understand what God's plans are for this world, what his kingdom, his kingdom uh, looks like, and how, does, how do I fit into that. So as I discover who I am, I begin to understand that. Now, the next step in that process of vision will be the next side bowl, and that is simply, what's the mission that I'm on? So we have God's big vision, my purpose, and what's the mission that he's called me to? I would say that in my life, I've had at least three, maybe four primary focuses or missions in my life. Um, they, they were different things that I had invested my time in for seasons or for periods of time. Um, and then God called me to something else. God, it, For you, that may be a, a business. It could be a job, a career. It could be... It could be a certain direction you go in terms of outreach or in some, some initiative or endeavor. But there are, there are seasons of life where we're called to do different things. And that's the missional part. That's the mission that we may have for the moment. Our purpose never changes. Who God has wired us to be uh, doesn't change. His vision for what he hopes to achieve and redeem by redeeming and transforming the world doesn't change. But my mission may change. Maybe an, a, a military illustration might be helpful for there. I, for in this case, um, if you think about a general or a, a, a you know a, a captain in the army calling his soldiers together and talking to them about what they're gonna what what they're gonna do, he would never say to that group of soldiers, "Hey, I'm sending you out on a vision." He says, "I'm sending you out on a mission." Missions have objectives. They have. Uh, there are things about them that, that are specific. They're, they have a certain amount of, 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 a, of a time frame, a window when they're supposed to be achieved. And so that element of life is, is how I understand what God's called me to do uh, at any given time that I bring the tools he's given me into the mission that he's called me to achieve his vision. Now, there's one more bowl in this process and it fits again inside. And this bowl is just goals. What are the things that God has called, that, that, that is required of me to achieve the mission that God has called me on? And so as I, as I begin to think about what, what we're hoping to achieve, um, then I can determine those goals. Now, goals are time-sensitive. They're specific. They need to happen. There's a plan for them. And once they're achieved, we move on to the next thing. So I'm not sure if this visual helps you, but it certainly helped me a lot. And maybe a great illustration of this is 
even what we're going through as a church right now in terms of um, you know renovating and and um, restoring the the church building um, God's vision to uh, redeem and transform the world is expressed and achieved through the work of his church in all different capacities, but one of the ways is through the local church, the local congregation. All of us who are part of the congregation right now have a purpose, have something that God has wired us, gifts and talents that we bring to the table to help achieve that vision. We, we have a mission right now to uh, as, a, as a congregation, to engage with the community in such a way that we, we begin to welcome them in and begin to use the resources God has given us to connect with the community in, in very practical ways, in very simple ways. And one of the goals within that mission is the use of our facility and the upgrading and restoring and, and renovating of our current facility. Uh, but that will end one day. Uh, one day that will be done. And the mission may continue on, it, probably, it will continue on, and new people will come and they'll be wired differently. So if, hopefully you can begin to see how all this comes together. But having a clear and compelling vision, God's vision, uh, as part of our life is, is so important in living out a, a, an authentic spirituality. Let me, let me clarify for a second. I, I should have done this earlier. When we talk about authentic, we really are talking about being genuine, being real. This isn't a matter of salvation or uh, acceptance. It's a matter of how do we live out? How do we live our lives? And so the idea of authentic spirituality is genuine and real spirituality. The second piece to this idea of genuine spirituality or authentic spirituality is clear voices, hearing that one clear voice. So we have a compelling vision and we have a clear, one clear voice that's guiding us. Now, that voice, obviously, is the voice of God, the voice of God's Spirit. And God speaks to us in so many different ways, but it's still through His Spirit. I need to hear God's voice in order to make good choices, in order to have, get, gain His guidance as, as we live out our lives and as we, as we walk through life. Um, and I would say, especially now in some of these intense times of change that we've been dealing with over the last couple of years, God can speak to me or just to us in different ways. He speaks through his word, obviously. He speaks through his spirit directly to our spirit where we have a, a sense, an, a, 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 an unction, a, a desire that comes and we, we recognize it, that God's prompting us in some way. Uh, he can speak to us through other people. He can speak to us through, through uh, creation. There's different ways that God speaks to us, but... Uh, when we begin to understand, when we begin to be able to hear his voice, and that that's, takes some discipline to learn to hear God's voice, we add that piece to this idea of pursuing God's vision, and we begin to start to fill out the completeness, the, the, the idea of a genuine spirituality. Now, there's one more element here that we have to talk about, and that is the other V, the third V, unchanging values. So we have vision, we have voice, and we have values. And this is maybe the most significant piece in, in, in some respects. You see, values are not what we aspire to be. Values are what we are currently. Values are what we're living out today, right now. Uh, that's what, that's, we, we are 
demonstrating our values by the decisions that we make every day. And in fact, between the time you woke up this morning and the time that you're watching this video, you have probably made hundreds of value decisions, hundreds of, of choices that are based on the values that, that you've incorporated into your life. So the question isn't, do you have values? The question is, are those values aligned with God's purposes, aligned with his vision? I can't answer that question for you, but I'm, I'm wanting to encourage you to begin to to think about this, to begin to, uh, you know, be aware of the motivation for the decisions that you're making. Because if we're going to have impact, if we're going to have influence, if we're going to pursue God's plan and God's purpose and God's vision, then we need to, we need to represent God well and, and demonstrate alignment with who he is and his character. Um, because we, we have so many influences in our lives, um, things that come at us all the time, um, and we can begin to, to value uh, you know, safety over obedience. We can begin to uh, function in fear. And so there's so many things that can influence uh, our, our decision-making, the values that we live our lives out of. Now, if you take all these pieces, vision, God's vision, uh, that compelling vision, those, the um, uh, purpose or the, the voice that, or sorry, the voices that we listen to and the values that we live out each day, there's still a missing piece in all that because the reality is we don't get this right all the time. And so all of those things that are happening in our lives, all those pieces, those three V's have to function in an environment or in an atmosphere of humility. And, um, Humility, in this case, is not about self-denunciation. Humility is about self-forgetfulness. It's about having an others-centered ethic to, to function in a way, as, as God's Word shows us and tells us, where we are aware of those around us, where we're aware of the needs of those around us, and that our default is to move towards what's good for us rather than what's good for me first. And so that, that humility is like the grease that lubricates the gears of these pieces, vision, voice, and values. Um, it's, it's, if you bring all of these pieces together, then I would suggest to you that you are placing yourself in an environment, in a position where you can live out an authentic um, commitment to God, commitment to Christ, in a way that has impact and influence, in a way that puts you in the best place to have the, have the kind of life that Jesus promised us in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he promised us an abundant life. He promised us that we, we could uh, live life and have it to the full, that is hard work. You may seem that may seem like like a contradictory statement, but it's not the work of pursuing God's vision, of hearing his voice and living out his values, maybe the hardest thing that we ever do in life. But it is the, actually the thing that provides the most meaning and significance to life. And so I, I say all these things to help us because if we are going to be um, effective 
in representing, representing God, representing Christ in our community with each other, then, then this idea of authenticity in our, in our spiritual life has to be there. Um, it's not just about, you know, doing a, a few religious duties and receiving something from God and then just waiting till life is over. It's actually about participating in what God is doing today and being participants rather than just recipients of what, what God may give us. I want to read to you from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 as we finish up today. It kind of describes this life that we've just looked at. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting uh, people's sins against them. And he's committed to us a message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Ambassadors, God's called us to be ambassadors. And as I finish up here, I want to I just challenge you again on this idea of not... of, of that we are not the big bowl, that we actually fit into God's big bowl, God's big plan, God's big vision for this world. And that as we uh, begin to discover who God has made us to be and find how we fit into his vision, that's where we can have the most impact in life. And so I just want to close today in prayer, and both in, in, in encouragement but also in challenge because this doesn't come easy. Um, it doesn't just happen. It requires some work on our part. And so that, and that work is sometimes reading, sometimes studying, sometimes engaging in ways that make us uncomfortable so that we learn and can learn uh, who God has made us to be, how we fit into his plans. Because I can say without any hesitation, God's made you for a purpose. Uh, and he has a plan, a purpose for your life. And so discovering that will be one of the greatest challenges of your life, but also the greatest joys. And so let me pray for us as we finish up today. So God, we, we pause here at the end of just thinking through what does it mean to live out our lives authentically before you, uh, genuinely, in a real way. And so God, I pray that as we consider your big plan, your big vision for this world, as we think about our purpose in this world, what you've made us to do, uh, the things you've given us, the unique abilities to do, the, the ways that, that uh, you've created us, the bents, the, the appetites that you've created for, in us to, to do good things, to, to do good works that you've created us for. And as we begin to understand how you speak to us and guide us so that we are not alone, that we're not adrift, but you actually guide us. And then, Lord, as we, as we align our values our, our, that, that we live by on a daily basis, that you will, you will cause us to grow, that you will cause us to have, get, uh, be more excited and more passionate about be, being your ambassadors, being ambassadors of your kingdom.
So God, I pray for each one listening today that uh, as they consider these, these ideas, this visual, this idea of the big bowl and how they fit into it, that you would begin to bring new life and, and uh, just a new awareness of how, uh, how much you desire that we partner with you to see others come to know uh, what, it's, what it means to, uh, to be introduced to Jesus and to become disciples of his and to join us in this great, uh, this great challenge of bringing your redemptive message to the world. So thank you, Lord. For each one listening, I pray you continue to speak to them by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, we have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get back, right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.